Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Today on CityCast Madison. It's the Friday News Roundup. This week, I'm joined by CityCast Madison's Molly Sense and a new special guest. First, what's going on with this weather? Low-income residents in two apartment buildings are at risk of losing their homes unless a new owner's found. And there's a new school superintendent in town. It's Friday, March 1st. I'm Bianca Martin, and here's what Madison's talking about. Welcome to the Friday News Roundup. I don't know about y'all, but I just feel like a new person after that extra day. It's the leap year day yesterday. Welcome to a new month. And joining me today is our fearless leader of this podcast, Molly Stentz. Hello. Hello, hello. Leaping into March. Whoosh. I'm here. (laughs) Was that exciting? I don't know. (laughs) I mean, leaping in. Heck, it is kind of exciting. Uh, happens, you know, not that often, but it does happen. Anywho, speaking of leaping into things, let's leap into introducing our newest teammate. It's our great pleasure to introduce our new producer, Phil Circus. What's good? Hello, CityCast listeners. Hello, Bianca. Hello, Molly. It's great <laughs> to be here. Thank you so much for welcoming me on this uh, Friday News Roundup. So, Phil, you've been around podcasts for a minute. I have. I've been around podcasts. I want to say around 10 years, which is like 30 years for any other profession. It's amazing. Um, I started in podcast, yeah, 10 years ago, started working with a comedian named W. Kamau Bell. Um, he kind of got me into the podcast game working on one of his early shows. Um, and this is all happening in, in the Bay Area that I've been working on these shows. And since then, I've been working, I've worked with uh, Slate Media, working on their Dear Prudence podcast. I worked with Alicia Garza for four and a half years on her podcast called Lady Don't Take No. And I just love what I do. Uh, I love the stories I hear. And I love at the same time being kind of an audio nerd, which I just admitted right now. (laughs) It's a safe space. We love audio nerds here. So that's what I've been doing. But I'm very excited to come over to Madison and, and join the crew at CityCast because I really love the idea of what's happening there of these stories about uh, that help bring the community together and help people feel connected to the town they live in. Yay. Well, uh, it's just a pleasure. And speaking of pleasure, we had some like crazy weather, which also just freaks people out. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? You know, I wanted to talk about that just a little bit, just a little bit. And I know that in many cases, talking about the weather is an indication that there's nothing more to talk about. But given this past week in Madison, uh, I hope you're going to give me a pass uh, for this debut, my debut on CityCast. <laughs> but before I even talk about the weather, I want to say that there's a lot of other things I could be talking about right now. Uh, and some of them are Madison related. I'm about to move 
to Madison in one week. Yes. I'm saying I'm saying goodbye to my life in the San Francisco Bay Area. And uh, when I land there in a week, I need to figure out important things like where I'm going to walk my dog, where am I going to get excellent coffee beans, uh, where to shop for vinyl, a.k.a. therapy. Yeah. Lots going on. But honestly, with all that's going on, there's one thing that's been taking up so much real estate in my head, and that's uh, it's the weather. It's the weather. And I've been thinking about it long before this past week's unseasonably warm temps. Of course, talking about Madison's nearly 60-degree swing in temperature within a 24-hour period last week. Tuesday, as you all know, reached 70. Same in Oakland here, by the way. Uh, And by Wednesday morning, the temperature nosedived to 11 degrees. Did not happen in Oakland. Um, The Badger (laughs) Herald reported that that was the largest temperature swing in history. See, Phil, we were we were going to try to keep this from you. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't I don't know about Bianca, but we were just going to pretend like it's 70 and sunny here all the time. And that's why you want to move here and then make this cool podcast with us. I'm having mixed feelings right now, um, but more from the Badger Herald, who also spoke with Ed Hopkins, who's the assistant Wisconsin state climatologist at UW-Madison. He confirmed that the past December, January and February, That was the warmest winter Wisconsin's ever seen. Hopkins also said that, quote, you can't take every storm or whatever and say that it was due to climate change. To which I might reply, can't we, though? Can't we? I don't know. (laughs) And will Um, we? Yes. Will we? Yes. We shan't. Should Um, we? No. Hopkins is partially attributing this weather to the occurrence of an El Nino event, which National Geographic describes as a weather and ocean pattern in the eastern equatorial Pacific Ocean that causes uncommonly warm temperatures due to surface waters. On top of that, the DNR reported this past Monday that fire danger is high across Wisconsin. So I want to say to you, Madison, what is happening? Why are you getting all California on me? Are you doing this to make me feel at home? Yeah. Bianca and Molly, do you know that joke where it stops or starts raining and someone says, oh, you brought that weather with you when you visit them? Yes. I hope I'm not doing this to you. I hope there's not. I absolutely hope you're doing that. Are you kidding? The Mediterranean climate? Geez. Yeah, no, keep it on your side of the country. (laughs) I don't know what's happening. I've been thinking about the weather long before this past week in Madison. I think it's partly because when I made the decision to move to Madison, 99% of my friends I've told that I'm moving have all said the same thing. Madison? Cool. I've heard it's great. Get ready to freeze your butt off. I have to admit, like, I've forgotten what weather is. It's always 60 degrees and kind of nice here in Oakland. And it's kind of like having no weather at all. But Or the best weather. <laughs> I, saw, I, ju- I, saw, I saw a course uh, being offered in snowshoeing. Is that like Heck a real yeah. thing I can take? You don't need a course. You, you just go. You just go. Okay. See, these are the kind of things. This is the inside information I need. Um, I want to try ice fishing. Uh, have you ever done that? I actually haven't. I also haven't snowshoed. So, I mean, if that's any benefit to folks, like I do live here and (laughs) I still could benefit from a class. I mean, I would throw the fish back, but I mean, it looks really cool. And I know I didn't bring the weather there. I know there's no science to support that. But so here's what I'm wondering. I want to know when I'm there next week with my dog, Marty, will we be able to walk across Lake Monona? Like, will it be frozen? 
Heck no, nah, it... don't you dare. Well, actually, okay. Molly, I don't know. I, I mean, I just drove past it this morning and there is, more, it looked like more open water, but it was maybe the angle I was at. It was like driving by the botanical gardens. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, El Nino. <laughs> El Nino has grabbed <laughs> the hold of our lakes. Yeah. I... <laughs> it's such a love-hate relationship, I feel like, we're having with this winter because there are those of us who are winter babies who love the snow and love the ice and love the sports and love the coziness of the season. And they're very sad, you know, because they didn't get it. Mm. Um and then there are people like me who are like, hmm, warm weather. Yes, please. I will take it. I feel guilty. I feel bad because I know it's a harbinger of lots of bad things. But I also enjoy it. <laughs> You're not a winter baby, Molly. Bianca, how about you? I'm I'm a winter baby. I'm like a husky, like in the snow, like, <laughs> like, I, like I'm like, oh, my God, I love this until it gets dirty. Uh, okay. But I do have to know, like, this is like. The most Wisconsin stuff for us to for you to be introduced on the podcast and us to first talk about weather. That's only <laughs> appropriate. Like we have to you had to do a little bit of weather talk. Right, Molly? We got to get you ready for Wisconsin. <laughs> OK. All right. This is our way. <laughs> well, this is super exciting. We're stoked to have you. And before we dive into more news, in addition to you coming, let's take a quick break. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Speaking of moving places, we've got a lot to talk about around housing. So, speaking of people needing a place to live in Madison. I feel like we have to talk about what's happening at Rescue Terrace and over at Tree Lane. You know the Rescue Building over by Commercial in East Wash? It's kind of like set back, boxy, gray and green. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a 60-unit apartment building. There's another building over by Westtown Mall on Tree Lane. It's another, it's a 45-unit apartment building. These were partially publicly financed buildings that were built a few years ago with the idea of trying to get people housing. It was this idea called Housing First, which is basically the idea that for people who are struggling to find housing... How do you best help them? How do you get people off the streets? The, the answer that Housing First advocates say is, you just give them housing. Housing is the thing that helps them with anything else they got going on, whether it's addiction, whether it's financial problems, whether it's abuse or family situations, like whatever's going on in, in your life, like just having a secure, stable, safe place to live is paramount, is the first thing that will help you deal with anything else you got going on. That's the idea. But what happened was the city tapped this uh, huge affordable housing developer out of Chicago called Heartland Alliance, and Heartland Alliance is collapsing. They are in financial distress, and they are looking to sell these buildings. And that is leaving dozens of people scrambling to figure out what happens next. 
because they don't know if the building will be sold and what that will mean for them and their leases. And if it can't be sold, then what? Who's going to run it? Basically, nobody wants to run these apartment buildings. And it's a very precarious situation for the people that live in them. And because they're they're majority, they're like, they're for folks who were previously houseless. Homeless, yeah. And it's it could add to our homelessness problem. Like the city, like they're trying to like find where where are they going to go if there's not going to be, if they can't live where they live. Exactly. So, you know, the city is saying like, well, you can move somewhere else. And they're like, where? Where do we go? How do we afford it? What, <laughs> move into all of the other vacant apartment <laughs> buildings that are affordable? Oh, wait, where are they? We don't have them. So it's a real quandary from the city's point of view. They say that the property management company really neglected the buildings and created unsafe conditions. And the city basically declared both of the buildings chronic nuisances due to the volume of police calls at the buildings and concerns for safety of the residents. So it's a big old mess. It is a big old mess. It just makes me think of like, geez, like what is a sustainable solution for addressing homelessness and affordable housing? Uh, because this seemed like, you know, this, okay, great. This is exactly what we need. Um, and dumpster fire. Yeah. This sounds very familiar. It's this frustrating piece of seeing all these developers and the city owning so much property and thinking like, just just give people housing just so they can do something. It's very sad to see how much empty space there is in Oakland and also to see the homeless problem at the same time and that we can't put these pieces together. I just, it makes me think of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, like food, shelter. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 And so it took a while, I feel like, as a city to get to this point to even embrace the idea of housing first. And then it did. And then it happened this way. And I wonder what it means for the future of the idea because it didn't work. So we'll keep talking about it. We'll keep looking for models and looking for ideas and looking for solutions because that's what we do here. Yeah. And you know who else is looking for housing in Madison? (laughs) <laughs> this new school superintendent we got. A new school superintendent has been named and he's coming home to Madison. I don't know him personally. I know I'm really excited. I'm excited because it seems like he has a lot of community support. So yes, after an eight-month search for a new superintendent, a leader has been picked. Joe Gothard um, was chosen and accepted for the role. He'll replace, you know, our last superintendent, Carlton Jenkins, who left after only three years in the role. And I remember when that news came up last year and I was like, ruh row, this is not good because the school district was facing a lot. And so I think this is pretty welcome. It was a unanimous vote from the school board um, for Joe Gothard. And he will start in July. Uh, Madison's interim superintendent uh, will continue to lead the district until then. Molly, I know y'all talked about, you know, the different candidates on a recent roundup. What, what do you think? Were you surprised at all by this pick? No. No. So he's got a lot of local ties, as you mentioned. Uh, grew up here 
formerly was a principal, worked for the district. Um, and then when you looked at the the finalists and there was some there was some controversy about some of the finalists. Some smack talk was coming down. <laughs> really? Phil's <laughs> eyes, what? <laughs> some questions surfaced about some of the others. Yeah, because when you think about, okay, well, what's an indicator that somebody could could do this job that's up for the task of managing this second largest school district in the state in an area that's rapidly growing and that has huge challenges and huge racial disparities, as we know, in outcomes for students. Well, you you kind of think, okay, well, can we find someone who's done it before for a district that might be of an equivalent or larger size, you know, with the similar amount of schools and staff and complexity. And that's that's basically what they found in Joe Gothard. He was yeah, the superintendent very skilled. Superintendent for St. Paul Public Schools, which is a yeah. district that's larger than Madison. And the other candidates that they that they were looking at didn't quite have that same exact experience. And then some of them had had um had some controversy about their tenure and their their past jobs. Yeah. I mean, as you mentioned, like in St. Paul, the public school district that he was a superintendent for, they had more than 30,000 students. And he had this two decades of experience in Madison schools and like at these different levels, which I mean, I feel like all of us on this conversation, like we've all had a million different jobs and each one informs the next and to have gone from being a teacher and a coach and a principal and all of those, it would make sense that he's very skilled. And this year, the American Association of School Administrators named him the National Superintendent of the Year. So that's, you know, he's got a little shiny shine. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and to your point, Molly, um, the Madison faces some really serious issues with racial disparities and, and achievement. And some of the things he touted in, in this process is um, some innovative ways to close the, some of the achievement gaps, including what he saw a successful literacy program that worked in the St. Paul district and kind of specifically focusing on struggling readers. And, you know, so he's got the job. He seems to be skilled. And I also heard a lot of community support from different educational leaders and certainly the school board um, and a lot of excitement there. And he's got a pretty sweet deal uh, in terms of his package. I, you know, I one thing that did catch my attention is like, wow, we can afford to pay more than the Twin Cities, which is like orders of magnitude larger than us. I was like, dang, okay. And the um, he negotiated the sick day contract that he had in St. Paul, basically like rolling it over, which that was interesting. It was like 87 sick days. I have never seen that. 87 sick days. Wow. I mean, that's, that's healthcare. That's part time. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's part time. Yeah. And 30 day, 30 days for vacation. Um, yeah. And the salary is, yeah, $299,000. Um, and this is for uh, his first contract. It's a two-year contract. And this is sort of like, will be a review if they extend it. Those sort of things will be a conversation. And it also includes in there like um, that he'd be getting a raise of at least 2% in his like getting into his second year. So 
pretty good. It's more it's more money um, than the former superintendent who got two hundred seventy two thousand dollars. I mean, all of them were getting a pretty penny. Um, it's a complex job and obviously a lot of pressure. But I think we need to talk about the context, right, of why that they would agree to something. You know, like maybe like, oh my god, three hundred thousand dollars. That's a, that's one of the highest paid city employees for sure, and. Man, they've had some turnover with the superintendents over the past. The past two superintendents, like they've already had in the past 10 years to leave. And it's like they want someone with longevity, someone who is going to be dedicated here. It was three years ago, you know, it was over three years ago when they signed the original contract for the last um, superintendent. So inflation does play a part in like buying power and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, we got a new dude, a new man, sir. Speaking of new men, Phil, you're our new guy. And and for you listening, we want your help. We really, really want your help to, how do we welcome Phil? Because Molly and Haley and everyone at CityCast, we want him to get to Madison and like be like, this place rocks because we know it rocks. So where should we take him? Where's the first place I should eat? Where, where do I go? Where do I walk my dog? All these things. I need to know. I need to know. I need to know. And so... Dear listeners, if we wanted to give Phil a big Madison welcome, like, what should we do? Yeah. You got any ideas? Let us know. Call us at 608-318-3367 or email madison at citycast.fm. Phil, what hit it? <laughs> if you want to find me, I'll be at Mittmark 24-7. <laughs> no, I don't know. I just said that because I, I hear that. I hear that. That's smart. Get those biscuits and get the cookie. Mint Mark rings out over here in Oakland. So I'm excited. Well, I mean, we're excited to have you. It really is like you are a light and we know that you're going to bring so much to our conversations and to Madison. So we're we're blessed. So uh, thanks for rounding up the news with me this week, y'all. Phil, Circus, see you later. See ya. And Molly Sense, come back anytime. <laughs> I will. You betcha. That's all for today here on CityCast Madison. I'm Bianca Martin, your host. We're produced by Phil Circus. Molly Sense is our executive producer. Our theme music is by Carl Christensen. Haley Sperling is our newsletter editor. Natalia Aldana edited our newsletter this week on Haley's Vacay. Remember, you can always get more news delivered right to your inbox by subscribing to Madison Minutes. And hey, if you enjoyed today's show, why not share this podcast with someone who loves shooting the breeze about the weather? See you back here Monday morning with more stories from around the city. A tutelaire. <laughs>